0: good morning Legacy Church we're excited you're joining us online today and excited to bring the second sermon on pray first we're doing a series called pray first and this is our second uh sermon on it if you'll go online and look we've got a prayer guide called pray first online and it goes over the sermon that we did last Sunday on the Lord's Prayer and what that's about and this Sunday we're going to be talking about a lifestyle of prayer and so I'm going to go ahead and pray and uh, start with the word. Father, we thank you uh, that, we're, uh, that we have access to you, that we can come to you uh, with an open heart and that you meet us. Your word says that if we draw close to you, you draw close to us. And I thank you, Father, that you're here right now, that you meet every person today, that you just draw us, Lord God, closer to you. And we thank you, Father, for, for it happening right now in Jesus' name amen you know our foundation scriptures first thessalonians 5 17 it says pray continually it means in every situation i will pray you know there was a uh an evangelist in the uh 19th century his name was smith wigglesworth he said i never go uh 20 minutes without praying and i never pray longer than 20 minutes and so he's always seeking god he's got god on his heart all the time and you know that's the way we ought to live to pray continually in every situation. You know, in Luke 18.1, Jesus told uh, His disciples a story that they should pray and never give up, a parable. You know, prayer should be our first response. It should be our first response and not our last resort. Uh, a lot of times people treat God like a spare tire and they only call on Him when they're in trouble. They only check, Him when, you know, check in on Him when they're in trouble, but God wants us to have a lifestyle of prayer. God wants us to live for Him daily and uh, and communicate with him daily so we're going to look at at the word and we're going to read in john 15 4 and 5 if you want to get your bible out in john 15 4 and 5 jesus talked about remaining in and, and uh, having a lifestyle in john 15 4 or 5 it says abide in me or remain in me or let let's have a lifestyle where you live in me and i will be in you jesus said no branch can bear fruit of itself but it must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine and you are the branches. If a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. So we, we need to have a lifestyle where we're abiding in him, where we're living in God, where, where we remain in him. It's a lifestyle. It's a, Christianity is not a religion. It's a lifestyle. And it's our life, it's what we live, it's who we are and so we're going to dig in a little bit of some of the things and you can look online and you can pull up this our, our sermon notes today and i've got four four uh notes or four points that i want to do and, and number one is make prayer a priority you know we talked about uh prayer what's what's first in your life's priority what you put first becomes priority and so prayer needs to set the priority the you need to set the priority of praying first and always seeking god always talking to god do you know when do you bless your food you bless it first when do you go to church on the first sunday of the month you know they set that precedent because jesus was crucified but also it's the first week and they're putting god first in the week and so you know you need to guard your first response to something if you're shocked by something the first words out of your mouth sets the priority, sets the course for your life And so Daniel 6:10. I want to read you a little bit about Daniel. Uh, Daniel uh, was a man who was brought uh, into captivity, and that he moved to he was moved to another country, kidnapped. But Daniel was smart enough and knew enough about God because he was raised with God as a child that he always put God first. But let's let's the king made a decree, and, and you know as politicians do, they make decrees. And that the king wanted to be worshipped. And Daniel knew better. There's no other gods before God. But listen to what it says in Daniel 6.10. It says, now when Daniel learned that the decree had been published, he went home to his upstairs room where the windows were open towards Jerusalem. Three times a day he got on his knees and prayed, giving thanks to God. Now I want to. Uh, before I finish reading that, this wasn't in defiance because as I finish reading, it says, "Just as he had done before, he always did this every day. He prayed three times. He set a set time that he went to his house and that he prayed toward Jerusalem. He kept this relationship. This was a lifestyle with the, with him. Uh, it was a lifestyle with Daniel, and so it's a lifestyle. So you need to make an appointment. Make, make an appointment with God every day and keep it. Make pro a prayer of priority every time you get in the car you ought to pray over your trip but you know what instead of listening to the radio some country song some rock and roll song you can just have time with god you can spend time with the lord you can even slide in somebody preaching or whatever in your cd or or however you listen to things online and and you can travel you can put in worship music and worship god but spend time with him and talk to him and and, you know i want to i want to make a statement too Everything's better when you put God first. Everything's better. It's awesome. And I want to say this. When you put God first, your whole life becomes better. And it's not about you trying to earn something. You know, I I brought this up last Sunday. It's not that we're trying to earn things with God. We don't earn our salvation. Our salvation is by the grace of God. Uh, But guess what? We're pursuing God. When you pray, you're pursuing Him with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might, with all your strength. And that's what the Word says, that we pursue God, and the blessing comes. It's not that, that we serve God uh, to get into heaven or serve God because of our salvation. We serve God from sonship. I, I'm a child of God, I, I always say, I want to take care of my mother when i go to her house i fix linky faucets or the commode or i help her do this or do that i want to help her do things and i don't do it to earn the right to be her son i'm already her son i'm already a child of god i serve god from sonship i serve god because i i love him i serve my mother because i love her and i want to honor her well i want to honor god and to you know what blesses god us putting him first us honoring him with our life us pleasing him and you know what he said he, he has things for us to do on the earth we're his representatives we represent the the lord god almighty and on the earth and god wants us to do good works to, to represent him well not to earn our way and so that's why prayer is a priority because it's a relationship you remember how uh maybe if you're married if you've ever dated anybody how would you get to know them you talk to them god wants you to talk to to Him, He'll talk to you. You get into His Word to find out what He likes, what He doesn't like. You know, you're dating your wife. Hey, baby, you call her on the phone. What you doing? What you doing? You know, where do you want to go? What you want to eat? What do you like? And you learn what they like. And, and, and that way, uh, you build a lifestyle with that person and you marry them. But you know what? We have a covenant with God and God wants you to know His ways. His ways are always better. So point number two. Point number two is make a place of prayer make make a place for prayer you know where's your place where's your set time you know jesus always pulled away no matter where he was at he pulled away and and had a time where he he pulled away with god you know right before he went to the cross it was the garden of gethsemane and and you know jesus went there several times that wasn't the only time he'd ever been been there but he didn't wait till he got there to set a time to pray you read through the scriptures where he separated himself and he prayed so so when's your where are you when do you separate yourself when do you have that set time you know a lot of people call it a prayer closet you know jesus said when you go in your closet to pray you know what here's your closets in the inside of you you're the house of god and you can set that time to pray uh to god anywhere anytime you know i i, I used to set my time as i traveled a lot when i was a, a salesman and i would get in the vehicle and it, me and god would be in the vehicle and we would talk and i would worship and I would ask him uh, to reveal things to me, and, and, and he would speak to me. He would guide me. And you, I built a relationship, and I learned what that, what the presence of God was like about just being in a vehicle with him. You know, uh, how do you know God was there? You know, I had people get in my car and start talking about God because the presence of God was in my car. Because I'd been worshiping Him, I'd been talking to Him, I'd been praying. And people would get in the vehicle with me and they'd talk about, man, I need to get in church. I I used to teach Sunday school. I need to start serving God again. And I never said a word, but the Spirit of God was in my car. And the Spirit of God draws men to God. Isn't that cool? Isn't that awesome? So, So where's your place of prayer, Mark? And 135, and very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up and left the house and went out to a solitary place where he prayed. So, so see, he did it in, in the evenings. He did it in the mornings. He, he had a set time. Uh, you know, per se, he probably didn't have a set time every morning, every evening. I'm sure he prayed all the time. The disciples watched him pray. You know, last Sunday we talked about they said, teach us how to pray they prayed prayers from memory they memorized prayers but jesus had fellowship with the father he wants us to have fellowship with him and fellowship with the father and so the holy spirit will help us have that fellowship and but we need to have a place we need to 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 listen to the spirit of god on the inside of saying we need to pull away we need to pull away you know what you might wake up early and you, you you sense the spirit of god saying get up and pray or maybe you can cut the tv off tonight and cut the TV off and just spend time in the Word. Open up the Bible, read the book of John, 1st, 2nd, 3rd John, and get into the Word. You know, that's the place you need to go before you need to make that a priority before you go uh, on your virtual place. You know, we all have uh, three places. We live at home, and guess what? You live a lot at work, at least 40 hours a week and sometimes more. And then you get on Facebook. That's the first, third place you live, your house, your work, and the third place is your virtual place. How about getting into the Word before you go to the Facebook, or before you go to to Twitter, or before you go to that virtual place? How about spend some time with God, or you get on your game? How about spending some time with God? God's not against any of that, but how about I challenge you? You get in the Word till you find something that you need to post, or you tweet, and God will speak to you and you might be a blessing to somebody, or be a witness and a light to them. Isn't that cool that if you give God a priority, that he will speak to you in your private place. And God, so speak, let God speak to you and let God lead you in this. Number three is have a plan for prayer. You know just a lot of people just well you know my name's tim timmy how about give me lord uh you know i i I, lord i just need help how about help you know that's using god like a spare tire how about having a plan like our father you know that's i said last sunday that's his favorite name god has many names but jesus taught us my father our father the father What the Father says is what I say. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. If Jesus called him Father, I bet that's God's favorite name, Father. Isn't that cool? God wants to be your Father and have a plan. How, when to pray. You know, uh, we taught it last Sunday, Luke 11, 1 and 2. The the disciples came to Jesus and said, teach us how to pray. They watched him pray. They said, teach us how to pray like you're praying. Help us, show us our Father, which art in heaven. Honor to your name. Glory to your name. God has many names. You know, thy kingdom come. Pray the kingdom of God will come into your house, into your job, that we would rest and rise up in you. Rest upon you. Uh, pray the kingdom come. The will of God be done on earth as it is in heaven. Call down the will of God. Well, how do you know what the will of God is? His word is his will. Learn to pray his word. That's next Sunday. Get ready for that. But we want to we know how to pray. There are prayers. <clears throat> Ephesians 1 look at the at the end of ephesians 1 it's a prayer at the end of ephesians 3 there's a prayer there are prayers in the bible how about the promises have you ever prayed the promises of god there are over three thousand promises and you need to put them in your heart and you need to put them in your mouth and you begin to speak them whatsoever you say when you pray you know what it comes to pass so learn to put the word of god in your mouth and speak the word of god so have a plan look and find a scripture what do you need look around what do you need in your life find a promise for it and begin to declare it and begin to speak it and so that's your plan number four number four is have the right perspective of god when you pray you know god's three persons uh god the father the son and the holy spirit and you know your view of god uh, affects how you pray are you scared of god should you be scared of god uh How about, do you have a wrong perspective? Maybe your dad was messed up on the earth. Maybe that he was mean. Maybe he wasn't a good dad. Maybe he left you when you were three, when you were five, when you were 12. Maybe he he made fun of you. Maybe he got you hooked on drugs or alcohol. That's not a good dad, but you know what? We have a father in heaven who loves us and he wants good things for us and he wants us to accept his ways and his ways are always better and he loves you so much that he sent his only begotten son jesus to die for you on the cross isn't that cool that our father uh he, if you you got to have a good view of, of god the father of jesus uh and the holy spirit and you learn from each one of them and you treat them differently uh and the perspective as who they are who they are towards us. And that's what we're going to do. Uh, you know, a lot of people have a, a vision of God is like the Wizard of Oz. You know how they went before the, 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 the Wizard of Oz, the, the flaming, the green face, the fire and the flames, and the cowardly lion shaking, and everybody was shaking out of their boots. You know, a lot of people, you know, they're afraid of God. You don't have to be afraid of Him, but you do need to honor Him. You need to get on your face sometimes and just worship him and honor him. And he's, he, you know, when the, the word of God says to fear the Lord, it means respect and honor the Lord your God and, and to honor him and to worship him and give him his rightful place in your life. And so let's just break down three things about uh, about uh, God. And, you know, the word of God gives us a benediction at the end of Second Corinthians 13, 14. Uh, in the message. I'm going to read it from the message. It's the benediction of second Corinthians. It's the end of it. Uh, When you have the ending prayer, it's a benediction prayer and it sends us out, but I want to read this to you and listen to it. It says the amazing grace of the master, Jesus Christ, and the extravagant love of God and the intimate friendship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Let me read that one more time. The amazing grace of the master, Jesus Christ the extravagant love of God, the intimate friendship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. There's the three right there and we're gonna break it down. So A, the amazing grace of Jesus. Jesus is the mediator between us and the Father. Jesus is our high priest that Hebrews says. Jesus carries our prayers to the Father. He's our high priest. And when we pray in Jesus name, we have uh, heaven's attention. We have been given that name. And Jesus said, when, uh, pray to the Father in my name. You know, I, I taught that last Sunday, but I'm talking about it when you separate yourself and you're praying to God, you pray to the Father and you bring your cares and you, and you give him the promises to, that will take care of your cares and you pray it in the name of Jesus, Jesus said it will be done. And, and so Jesus is the one who, who wants to connect us desperately with the Father. And somebody said, you know, I I wrecked a vehicle one time, and I was rolling and rolling and rolling, and all I could say was, Jesus, 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 help me. Well, the Bible says those who call upon the name of the Lord in in a situation like that, they shall be saved learn to call on him but you know what i'm talking about when you set a time to pray and build that relationship with jesus and the father you know that's the time that you pray in the in the name of jesus there's times that you need to separate just don't call on him when you're in a bind learn to build that relationship but let's read in hebrews 4:15 and 16 it says for we do not have a high priest or a mediator who is un- unable to sympathize with our weakness but we have one who has been tempted in every way just as we are, yet without sin. Let us then approach the throne of grace with confidence that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Listen to me. We have mercy through Jesus Christ. Jesus has been tempted. When you begin to pray and you're talking about you're under attack or you've got uh, uh, some hard things going on in your life, Jesus hears your prayers. And he said, Father, look, 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 Father, they're going through that. I've been through that. I know what that's like. We need to help them. We need to send the Holy Spirit with an answer. Guess what? The Holy Spirit's on the inside of Christians. The Holy Spirit's always giving. He's wanting to help us. And and Jesus said, you know what? Let's put people in their path. Excuse me. He goes, Jesus says, let's put people in their path and let let, let people come and, and minister to them and encourage them and strengthen them. And, you know, as, as, as we call out to the Father in Jesus' name, they're listening. They're listening. Jesus is the mediator. He's the master. He's our savior. He's our brother. It's good to have your brother as king. It's good to have, uh, you know, you got a relationship. You've been adopted into the family. Uh, you, you've been adopted. Romans says we've been adopted. We've been made the sons of God. We're not the son of God. We're in the family of God. That's why he said, call him father. Jesus said, our father, our father. Glory be to God. We get to call him father. Jesus is our brother. He's the king. He's the high priest. 2 Corinthians twelve nine says, my grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weakness so the power of Christ, the power of Christ may rest on me. Grace. A lot of people say grace is unmerited favor. It is, but it is also the access to the power of God to live this life. And you know what? His grace, the grace of Jesus, the grace of Jesus that we read, the the amazing grace of the Master, the amazing grace, it's also the power of God. It's the power of God to live through all the, the tortures, the torments, and the things that we have to go through. God is there to empower you, to help you, to be your strengthener. So let's move to B. B is the extravagant love of the Father. Listen, don't let your earthy Father pollute your earthly dad pollute your ideal of God being father. In Ephesians three fourteen, it says, for this reason, this reason I kneel uh, before the father. Paul said, I kneel before the father. You know, in, in, in their culture, when a, when a son came in, he would kneel before his father. You know, come in today and his father has put his hand on his head and bless him. You know what, We that that's a great thing to do. We need to be blessing our children uh, as, as a father. Guess what, God wants you to kneel before him in prayer and he wants to bless you. He wants to, to speak into your life. He wants to bring you peace and joy. You know, the kingdom of God is what we're supposed to pursue. And, and another scripture says the kingdom of God is love, joy and peace in the Holy Spirit. And you know what, God wants to, to bless us with that love, joy and peace and the Holy Spirit. You know Psalms 103, 8 through 13 said, the Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love. He will not always accuse, nor will he harbor his anger forever. He does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. A lot of you running from God because you think God's out to get you. Where can you hide from God? You know, that's one of his names. He's there. He's the God who's there. If you go to the moon, He's the God who's there. If you hide in a cave, He's the God who's there. If you get on the mountaintop, He's the God who's there. If you run away from everybody and go to another country, He's the God who's there. You can't hide from God. God's not out to get you. Listen to this again. I'm going to start over. The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love. And He will not always accuse, nor will He harbor His anger forever. He does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heaven is above the earth so great is the love for those who fear come on those who honor those who worship god those who do it his way ah you know what his way is better and he's not mad if you don't but you know what you want to step into his ways as far as the east is from the the west so far has he removed our sin from us our transgressions As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear or worship or honor or or honor him. That's where we want to live. We want to live in the Lord's compassion, the extravagant love of God. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, the Lord's been, been speaking about you want to walk in his presence in a greater way. You want to have more of God in your life. How about you step in? You know, the New Testament says, be ye holy as I am holy. Be righteous to put on the garments of righteousness, not our righteousness, but the righteousness of Jesus Christ. You know, the word says that you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Woo. That means we have right standing with God in Christ Jesus. That's doing it God's way. When you get into Christ and you step into Christ and you start doing the the word and you start living the word, you're putting on that righteousness, man. You're putting on that righteousness and you're putting on that holiness. When it says, come out from among them, be ye separate, be ye holy, you're not going to live by the world anymore. You're going to live a life uh, separated to God. And, And guess what? The blessing comes. The blessing comes. We're not earning it. We're doing it because we love God. You need to ask God. You know, I started this series. We need to ask God for passion. Father, renew our passion for you. Renew our passion for, the, for, for Jesus. Renew our passion for the Word. Renew our passion for the Holy Spirit. Come on, be, ask God to renew. Put a hunger in you. A hunger for righteousness. Those that hunger and thirst for righteousness shall be filled. That's the scripture. Let's look at C. The intimate friendship of the Holy Spirit. Mm-mm. The Holy Spirit. You know, a lot of people are scared of the Holy Spirit because they see people do scary things. They see people do weird things. How about the Holy Spirit's not weird, weird people are. Uh, I mean, you know, people, they see people do weird things and they think, well, that's the way it's supposed to be. The Holy Spirit's not weird. He's God. He's God in the earth and he's God on the inside of you. When you accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, the Holy Spirit is the one that recreated you you can't get saved without the holy spirit you can't you can't serve god without the holy spirit he's the one who empowers you to serve god and to love god he empowers us and acts 1 8 says you shall receive power after the holy spirit comes upon you to be a witness in whatever town you live in whatever state you live in whatever country you live in and to the uttermost parts of the world Mm, it says Jerusalem, Judea, and the uttermost parts of the world. So where do you live? God's called you to be that witness. And guess what? The Holy Spirit's the one who wants to empower you uh, to be that. Let's read John 14, 16, and 17. Talks about the Holy Spirit and what Jesus said. Jesus said, I will pray to the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever. The Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you you know he said i will pray to the father he will send you another helper who's who was the first helper jesus you know what i got another coat just like this one i can put it on guess what another coat another helper another one just like this you know what i have another uh, you know what? i have another helper just like jesus You know, the Lord gave me this uh, years back, we were at Disneyland and we were in line and you know how you move in line in Disney, it's like this one, you know, I just moved, I moved and you wait and you wait and you wait and guess what I'm gonna move, I just moved again and I'm like, golly, a slow line. And I happened to look on the wall and it says, you will ride, the the ride will be available in three and a half hours. And I thought, forget this kids, we're getting out of this line, we're gonna go do something else three and a half hours that ride's not worth it to me to wait three and a half hours that's almost you know that's most of our day well well hear me the holy spirit began to speak to me and said how long would the line be to see jesus if he was still on the earth wow so june the 10th 2024 you can see jesus you need to get your plane ticket ready for june Uh, 2024 to see Jesus, I need him now. Jesus said, I'm gonna be a better thing. I'm gonna send you another helper who will be with you always, who will never leave you nor forsake you. Oh, he'll be in your heart, he'll be with you, he'll speak to you, he will show you things to come. He will be your helper. He'll help you He'll be your teacher. He will teach you things. He will show you the word. The Holy Spirit will teach us the word. And yeah, he uses people who, to bring us the word. And But the Holy Spirit starts saying, oh, that's what I was talking about. That's what I've been trying to show you. And then he'll have you turn and he'll give you direction because nowhere does it say you're supposed to work here. Are you supposed to marry this person? Are you supposed to do that? But the word of God will begin to speak to you. And if that person lines up or that job lines up and you have a that inward witness, a, a God God will direct you. He will confirm His Word by the Holy Spirit through people, through signs, through wonders. And so, you know, He goes with you to help you. We need to learn to uh, just relax in Him and, and and listen to Him and get into the Word so we know what the Word says. The Holy Spirit will never lead you outside of the Word of God. There's no new re- new thing under the sun. The Bible teaches there's no new revelation. People want to chase some new revelation. Come on, get into the basics of the word. Stick with the basics. That's your foundation. Jesus is the rock. He's pulled you out of the muck and mire. Let's not go for confusion. Let's go for peace. Let's go for joy. And let's look at the word. The word backs itself up with two or more witnesses. If the word gives you direction and, and 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 you see something in the word, there's you can always find something to back that up. And and look for that for that backup. Look for the word of God to back itself up. And then you've got doctrine. Then you've got something you can stand on, something you can live by. And so as we look at the spirit of truth, I want you to to follow the spirit of truth. You don't go ask the world about the spirit of truth because in verse 17, the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because they've not received Jesus first, because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him for he will dwell with you and be in you. So the Holy Spirit comes inside of you but guess what he will sit on you uh, he will rest on you he will empower you the holy spirit is 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 the greater one you know the word says greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world he's already on the inside of you christian you know people people just want to float through life and they never ask the holy spirit you know we don't worship the holy spirit we worship jesus and the father but we have communion with the holy spirit we talk the holy spirit help me now Come right now and take control of this situation and begin to speak to me and help me and guide me and lead me through all this uh, this trouble because I need your help. And you know what? You may not get the answer right then, but because you're straining to hear, but guess what? Stuff will start coming to you and the Holy Spirit will begin to guide you, and, and then you'll get answers. You go, that's the answer I'm looking for. That's what I need to do, and you learn to follow and be led by the Holy Spirit because He's always speaking. We're not always listening, or we're consumed with the problem and not the answer. God always gives the answer to the problem. He doesn't talk about the problem. He talks about the answers. Let me pray over you. Father, we thank you that your word goes forth today into the heart, Holy Spirit. You're our teacher, you're our guide. Teach everyone that's listening today to follow after you, to recognize Jesus, to recognize uh, you, Father, and to recognize the Holy Spirit. Help us to set a time Help us to set a place. Help us to separate ourselves, uh, to hear you and to fellowship with you, to build that communion, that you all three would be our friend. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. So we've got 21 days of prayer. We've got uh, prayer and fasting. We've got a prayer guide. We've got it online. Join us online. Uh, and, and look at these prayers. There are all kinds of prayers in here that help you have a plan for prayer. And, and come on, begin, begin this year to put God first like never before. I want to go more. I want more. I want to go deeper. I want a, a stronger relationship with God. Everybody needs that. And so always be pursuing God and chasing him. God bless y'all. Thank you for joining us. Jesus loves you.